Welcome to Sunburnt Country Music, interviews with Australian country music artists. My name is Sophie and I have been interviewing Australian country music artists for over a decade and I still love it. I love their stories, I love their insights and I love their music. So I hope you enjoy hearing from them on this podcast. Luke O'Shea has won 14 Golden Guitars, which is an extraordinary number, but it is well-deserved. His last album, Bear in the Ochre, won for Traditional Country Album of the Year. And this year, a single from that album, Long Way Around, won for Best Video. So that album is the gift that keeps on giving on the Golden Guitars front. Luke is now looking ahead to his next album, which is called Next Big Thing, and he's just released an outstanding single called Southeast Queensland, which we're going to talk about. Hello, Luke. Hello, Sophie. How are you going? I'm very well, thank you, and very pleased to have the chance to talk to you because I listen to your albums a lot and There in the Ochre is one of my favourite albums of all time. So oh, um, I may ask you some questions about that. Um, in fact, I'm going, to ask, I'm going to start with a more general question about your songwriting, which is to say that you have a knack for writing a powerful song, like emotionally powerful, lyrically powerful, which is related obviously, um, and also in the way you sing has a lot of impact. This Southeast Queensland is one of the most powerful you've released. How did the writing of it come about? Uh, it started when I was teamed up with uh, Mitch uh, Linden, who's a, a young uh, farmer from, uh, from Gatton, Southeast Queensland, actually. And um, I really find it's important for, for young artists in particular to have a song in the repertoire that really sings up where they're from. Mm-hmm. And the more we started to research it, the more we started to find out that these are. Uh, in his neighbourhood, especially, there's two options here. You kind of worked on the land and ploughed through that, or uh, you joined the uh, ADF, the Australian Defence Force, and uh, a lot of his mates have done that. And when you look at the statistics that have just actually come to light, where one in four people who enrol into the Australian Defence Force are from southeast Queensland, that's an enormous piece of the pie. And uh, given the scope of this country, it's just, we wanted to really sing up those remarkable people from a really powerful part of the country. And um, and then the more we started to explore it, we realised that so many of these young people that were coming back, you know, because there's a massive investment to try and recruit these people and then train them up and then put them to work uh, mm. in some pretty horrible scenarios, that uh, level of investment and care and uh, time that's invested in those people then uh, is not reciprocated when they return home and trying to assimilate back into a normal society. And we were greatly inspired by Fred Smith and his mm. amazing album, The Dust of Years Gone. And uh, we drew in a lot of his uh, lines in there where he really paints a very powerful portrait into what they experienced over there and, and it helps us understand why it's so challenging to assimilate back into a normal society here. And so, uh, so yeah, when you're dealing with a powerful region and a powerful message, then the only way to go is big. And um, I think we've achieved that in the studio working with myself and Matt Fell and a whole range of great artists that I've, and musicians that uh, you know, I've come to get to know well over the years. Yeah, my impression of you as an artist is that uh, you don't take yourself too seriously, but you take your work very, very seriously. And I mean, <laughs> you take yourself as an artist seriously, but is that, does that make sense? And so the songs you've yeah. written, there's often a really light touch in some of them, but there is this real sense of, of responsibility, not in a heavy way, but in a really heartfelt way of telling stories that you come across to convey them to audiences and also put them on the record, I think. Well, thank you, Sophie. Um that is very close to truth, what you just said there. And uh, 
I think it's, uh, you know, I find a lot of joy in life and I find a lot of um, satisfaction in what I do. And I, I love both my occupations, be it as a singer-songwriter in the Australian country scene and as a, a school teacher. And there's certain things that I see as big gaping holes in our education system that all Australians should really be aware of and be it about, you know, highlighting our Indigenous past and mm-hmm. or be it about, you know, show, making sure that we commemorate certain days like the Anzac Day and not celebrate these occasions that were horrible events in our calendar. And um, or like we've seen with the, the latest Royal Commission into the dereliction of duty with, um, you know, the way that we've treated these returned veterans and uh, from the previous government, you know, and the horrible statistic that's screaming at out right now it's not in the past this is not vietnam we're talking about this is Mm. humans and families out there right now that are suffering because of this bureaucracy and the the incredible limbo state that they find themselves in and because we don't really have an understanding of what they've been through they're not really willing to open up and share what their their trauma they're they're feeling and if people shut down then we're left with that horrible statistic, you know, whereby 41 Australians died in battle over there and in the conflict, but more than 10 times that number have taken their own lives through suicide, Mm. PTSD. And that's just, that's unforgivable. You know, that's, that's just not right that we should just abandon these people, these Australians that represented us. And, uh, should not be made to feel alone and unsupported. And uh, that's what this song's about. And there is, it's right that it's in the, in the media right now with the Royal Commission. And it's right that people are concerned enough about it to want to play this song and share its message. And the video that we've constructed with it is designed to share that experience. And I think Fred Smith said it best when he said, we don't need to lionise these people that when they return, we don't need to pity them but we do need to have an understanding of what they went through in order to make them not feel lost the same way that the Vietnam veterans felt lost. So that was a generation ago. And so the more we can share in what they went through and the horrors that they saw, the more they might be able to let it out and discuss and talk to people about it rather than keep it inside. And hopefully the more urgency we face them, making sure that they're looked after and supported. Yeah. I also wonder if giving it a specific geographic location as you have by identifying that there is this large population of service people from Southeast Queensland, it doesn't make it this generic returned person, like returned serviceman, returned service woman. It's actually, you know, you're putting us in the story there. You say, here is a place, there are people from this place. And again, that's the power of storytelling and the power of your songwriting, because you, you've done that in other songs as well. And with other Parts of society like Happy Australia Day, which you wrote and performed with Kevin Bennett, was was very specific in its details, and I think a lot of people like me learnt a lot from that song. So I imagine that this song will do the same thing. Well, hopefully so. You know, it's um, teaching in songwriting is not too different. You know, like you you can't make it too easy. You have to kind of clothe the lesson in there and allow people to kind of come to it in their own discourse in their conversation with talking to other people about it and I really love that challenge of being a, a, a school teacher and trying to get a concept across in a mm-hmm. short amount of time but as a songwriter you're trying to get a big concept across 
yeah. in a three and a half to four or five minute song. And that's a challenge. But what music does is allow you to tell a very big story in a very short amount of time and in a non-threatening way as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it, people don't feel like they've been hit over the head with the, you know, a, a, a dogma or, or a law or your opinion if you put it to a song in a catchy melody. And um, so it does give you a lot of leeway in regards to getting your point of view across and perhaps changing somebody else's. Yeah. Now, from memory, you you produced there in the Ocus. I'm wondering if you also produced this song on your and, and the new album. Ah, yeah. It was a great collaboration with uh, a very long-time collaborator with me, Matt Fell. And mm-hmm. Matt Fell needs no introduction to you and all those wonderful listeners out there. He's... um. He's really risen to the fore as being one of Australia's great musical producers and he's currently moved down to Tasmania and uh, I've got a very clear vision on how I want things to sound and uh, and I was able to capture that in a number of different studios around Australia, be it in Newcastle with the string quartet, working with Robbie Long up there or with Michelle Rose and his pedal still up in the studio in Brisbane or Benji Pocock in his studio in Pomona as a guitarist and drums with glenn wilson and penrith you know this is this is the world we live in you know they're going to pull these musicians are going to pull the best sound that they can out of their own studios where they know every nuance and crack and they know their gear and so with digital technology we can pull all that together then and then pass it on down to someone with the expertise and skills of matt fell who can hear those frequencies that might need enhancing or adding to. And um, so it was a really rich and very satisfying collaboration with Matt Bell. And um, he lives with his uh, beautiful partner, um, uh, Amber, down there with his son, Hank, down in this glorious place in, in Tasmania. And it's just powerful country. And it's it's very easy to um, get creative when you're inspired like that by the people in the surrounds. Mm. And I was also thinking in terms of you working on the production uh, that you can have that that whole sense of what the song could be and, and that gives you more control, I guess, over how the message is delivered and how the entire story is delivered. Well, it's, it's taken 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know you, you got to learn something in those studios. Um, and the thing is, because there are expensive spaces, you really have to really utilise your time well and mm. you really have to kind of make sure that it's... Um, you're dealing with the players that understand you and your sound and the message and the ability to just play the song and the characters within the song. And that's a rare thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's something that takes you a long time to find those incredible musicians. And um, when you do, yeah, you really are able to create a body of work that you're proud of. And um, yeah, I really am happy with the production of this whole album that I can't wait to share with you. Well, I'm very much looking forward to hearing it, although I personally feel it will be hard to top there in the ochre, but I remain open to persuasion. Let's see. (laughs) (laughs) Now, part of of your skill and talent as an artist is that you create songs that are about day-to-day life as well as about the sorts of issues we've just been talking about. Um, And each song has the same weight, whether it's it's a, just a small slice of someone's life or it's southeast Queensland. I'm wondering if you approach each song as if it's personal, like every single story you're telling is personal, or if you approach each as if it's universal or potentially universal in its impact. Right, another great question, Soph. Um, it's uh, it must have some relevance to me in order for me to sing it. If it doesn't connect with my heart then I won't be able to sing it with sincerity. 
and if it lacks sincerity, then it's what's the point? You know what I mean? I have to believe it. And so I've had the, the pleasure of, you know, living all around this planet. And um, you do find that there are universal truths that link us all as humans. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's when you have an understanding of those, it's pretty easy to come up with a, um, a very personal song that you feel it will relate to a lot of people out there, regardless of socioeconomic background or gender or culture, creed, religion, whatever, the truth should still sign through. And then, you know, that was the case with, say, The Old Man Shed, you know, singing up, you know, written with Johnny Kasuljian as a, a, a childhood mate of mine. And we wanted to sing up our dads who were very similar and come from that generation of uh, pre-Bunnings Australia. <laughs> and uh, and it's so kind of uh, laughable because you know exactly what I mean, you know, <laughs> that generation of the impeccable shed and the tools that were rarely lent. But so personal, but so relatable to so many people out there. Yeah. And uh, when you find those stories and are able to make them feel personal to a complete stranger, then that's my job well done. And that's mm-hmm. the satisfaction that I, I do feel when uh, a song does connect like that. I think you also make place feel personal because you're really great at evoking place. And a song like Coastal Town, you immediately put us in that scene. Uh, <laughs> you know, it happens in all sorts of songs that you write. So imagining, oh, sorry, I'm wondering if you actually imagine those places when you're writing about them. Obviously, some of them are drawn from your experiences. But if you're if mm. in a song like Coastal Town where it's a whole little whole little world in a, in a shop, you know, <laughs> um, well, where, do, where do you picture it's that? A- it's a question that I always ask, no matter what town I go into when I'm on the road, you know, it's, uh, you always call into the bakery to get a pie and a coffee, you know, and, and, and it's the first question that always cracks me up is, well, what pies you got left? Yeah, right. And, and you could just see the boredom of the woman, you know, or the, or the, and it's always this beautiful little bored out of a mind kind of a coastal girl that's just working there, just going, here's that damn question again. There must be more life than saying just plain, you know, <laughs> Or steak and kidney. It's always the steak and kidney pie. Who eats that? But um, it's, uh, yeah, no, it's just about finding those things, which I do find fascinating and funny. But there is always, I think, underlying in the song, a, a, a little spark of to remind people of their mortality and also mm-hmm. their, their spiritual essence. You know? it's, uh, mortality is the greatest catalyst for change. If you're not happy where you are, then... Do something about it. But uh, also, if you're not happy where you are, just be aware of the fact that you're going to die one day. So <laughs> don't dilly-dally. Get get a move on and nobody quite knows where it is. And it's not something to be feared dying. It's just something that's part of life. But it's, uh, it's only when you kind of make people aware of it in a non-threatening way that you can kind of um, maybe inspire somebody to, do something. And that's our job as humans is just to inspire others to strive to be better, be, be an inspiration to themselves and be an inspiration to others and pass it along. So you do kind of find, or you do hope to find that little spark in each song where there is a little message in there that if they do take the time, mm. they might want to take it to heart. But if they don't, then it's still a groovy little tune that they can maybe tap the steering wheel to a little bit down the track so i try and cover a few different levels but it's nice when people pick up all 
the frequencies, you know, because you do, as a songwriter, aim, if you want to speak energy-wise and spirit-wise, you know, we've got the chakras, you know, you've got your, your root chakra down below and you can aim a song straight for the hips, you know, and put a lot of beat into it, put a lot of drum and percussion in it. And that's a great zone to aim for because it fills the dance floor up. But then you want to hit them in the heart and you want to give them a, a song which will just really pull at those heartstrings or mm-hmm. you can aim at the throat and give that emotion. And then you can aim at the mind and paint imagery. And sometimes you can write a song that will connect a whole bunch of those, those chakras up. And then you've got a complete song. That's, um, yeah, there's a skill and a craft to it. And it's something that I find a term fascinating. Well, I had a skill and a craft that that um, certain practitioners have developed thousands of years ago. Actually, they had the level of mantra mm. working on on certain chakras in the body. Sound um, mm. resonance is doing all sorts of things. I am a yoga teacher in in my spare time, so I understand yeah. what you're talking about. Um, yeah. But I also think, yeah, in your songs, there's definitely um, a sense of appreciating every day. And, and and not wasting any time with those things you just talked about. You know, you, mortality is, is there for everyone. And if you don't like it, something, change it because you will die one day and we don't know when it is. So I think yeah. that skill you have in, in putting details into songs so that we can notice them in the songs and, and that conveys the message in and of itself. It's like be present today, notice what's going on and embrace this day for that's all you have. Yeah. Yeah. Like who knows? You might be sitting at a bus stop in Angadine. and going well you know who knows that bus might just skip the curb and just take me out but uh uh, yeah so live the life you live the life you want to live and be brave and don't you know the the hardest bit and even for me you know it's we live in a world of uh constant want want i want i want i want because social media in particular has been brilliant at exposing everything that we don't have all the festivals that i'm not invited to and all the kind of stages that i wanted to play and that car i want and that shoes i want and that party that i was invited to and you know it's it's a massive world of suffering that we have at the moment because of everything we're exposed to and that we don't have and uh the only way to defeat that level of suffering is to develop gratitude and appreciation for what we do have mm-hmm. and the only way that we can do that is to kind of carve out space to be mindful and slow ourselves down and the thing i'm most appreciative about country music is that it's made for people when they've got some time to Mm. listen and that's why country people out in rural areas they've got the time to drive long distances and absorb Mm. the stories and you know whereby in the cities we're so time poor that you know i've got no time to listen to the third verse of that song because and that's where the power is you know then your third verse of the country song that's where it all comes together you've got your any good stories but it's orientations complication and it's resolution doesn't matter if you're the gambler or it doesn't matter (laughs) if you're kind of you know friends in low places it's it's every great country song it's got that setting the complication and then the resolution in a great way and uh that's what makes country music so cool i love it as a storyteller well, I am now going to listen to songs in a whole different way because as many songs as I've listened to, I've never thought of them like that, so now I will. Yeah, it's like reading the book. You're not going to watch a movie where just nothing happens. You know, you need that. You need that. So that's what makes a story. And, uh, you know, if we can incorporate a nice message in that story, then yeah, it's a job well done. And now I do have to ask, the lovely Lynn Vitell was on three songs in There in the Oka, and I saw you two on tour together, and it was... Yeah. 
fantastic double act because you're both very, very funny. Um, so I'm wondering if Lynn gets to uh, reprise her presence on your next album. No, no, she's sacked. She's gone. Oh, gone. shame. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, she's, I hope she's okay. She bloody hurt her arm the other day. I need to wrap her in bubble wrap and worried about her. I said, serves you right for going on the road without but, um <laughs> No, no, Ashley Dallas, she's, uh, we've got a little duet there again. with um, right. And uh, the, the the female vocal that I, I was speaking to her today, actually, she's up in Cronulla and um, she's in Canberra, Donna Hassel. Mm-hmm. Uh, she uh, does a lot of back VVs on this album because she's got this really unique tone. She's a great singer-songwriter in her own right. Um I just love her tone. It's so distinct. And so she does a lot of the backing vocals on this new album. And, uh, and Jen Myers joins me on one, which is uh, a, a bit of a silly song. You know, I don't bounce back, which is all about you know, getting older and thinking that you're still kind of 21. And, <laughs> you know, you know when you, you, know, you tell yourself that's the last time, but, uh, you know, you find yourself thinking that you're the, you're the same. Yeah, go for it. Tequila. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah, it's a false. Going to war. Going to war and aura. I on that one. Well, at least it's staying on the right and not up on the curb. Yeah, that's a good sign. That's a good sign. Well, there is a pole there, so there's, yeah, but um, yeah, no, it's good light here though. It wasn't going to be any good light. I was, I was in transit, folks. So it's not normally in my my abode, hanging out in a bus shelter. But the light is very, very good, and I should. Light uh, is good. Ashley Dallas was uh, performed on you with Long Way Around, which which won the video of the year, uh, well, Golden Guitar um, for video of the year. I'm wondering if it was more fun making the video or recording the song with her. Ah, look, both. You know, Ash is just, uh, she overflows with light and love and giggles. You know, she's so naughty too. She's a naughty person. But she gets away with it because she's got that, ah, cute little, you know, little cheeky monkey vibe about it. But, um, it was a great day. I was exhausted, though. Jason uh, and uh, and Ashley Dallas, wow, they just kept going like they're already bunnies, you know. <laughs> and I, here I was going. And the thing is, I kind of choreographed the dance, knowing that Ash was really clever. And um, <laughs> Ash is really <laughs> Ash is really clever, and uh, with dancing, and I, I can kind of move, but I didn't practice singing the song and moving. Oh. which are two separate things. And, uh, and uh, as a male, there's uh, one thing I can do at a time. And so <laughs> when it was time for me to kind of move and dance and sing, I was hopeless. I was. And so thankfully, Ash kind of saved the day and Jay was so patient. And, um, and yeah, over 50 different locations and 50 different takes. And uh, the beauty of the New England region is that uh, no matter where you point the camera, you're going to get gold. You know, it's just so stunningly geographically beautiful that um, we didn't have to do much, just uh, let the landscape, you know, connect with people out there and uh, it was fun. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a great fun video. Um, if anyone's watching who hasn't seen it, they should immediately. <laughs> now, I was interested to see that in November you were playing at the Nindy Gully Pig Races. Yeah, I love Nindy Gully. Nindy Gully is, a, is a, an adventure. It's such an amazing place and pretty much in the middle of nowhere but uh that's part of the journey it's such a destination you get there and it's just filled with enthusiasm and great people and uh yeah i really kind of uh encourage you to get out there 
Uh, it's I had no idea pig races existed, so there you go. Uh, and also you'll be back at Tamworth uh, at the Services Club, which is is your venue. I, I don't know that anyone should ever dare to play at the Services Club uh, during the festival <laughs> because it's been Luke O'Shane and Medicine Wheel for a long, long time. Uh, and I imagine by now you have regular audience members who come back to see you every year. Well, it's just allowed me to be the artist that I've wanted to try and be, and that's uh, it's... It's an air-conditioned venue right in the heart of Tamworth, beer and glasses, a brilliant PA, and downstairs, dark, it's just a perfect space to tell stories and connect, you know, and I had decades of trying to make people dance, you know, and, and radios and BNSs and closing major festival stages, and that's a lot of fun, but we find that the greatest connection comes when people can actually listen and sit and not feel threatened to just sit and go, wow, I want to take in that, mm-hmm. that musicianship and take in that story. And um, so it's allowed me just to kind of escape that world of covers and happen to kind of make people move and dance and just be okay with sitting and taking in a story. And so it's a very special venue to me and the people there that run at Brooks and his great staff have just been integral to me developing as a songwriter and, uh, and I'm very grateful to them. We'll be back there for four shows, I think, or four. It's it's not just a show. I think it's several hours at a time that you're there so people can <laughs> catch you then. Uh, and, of course, we have new music to look forward to from you. But for the moment, I should let you get back in your car and move on from the bus stop. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> People have been looking at me funny. I'm just going to say, oh, well, it's a pretty lonely little street, but uh, what's that weird guy doing speaking in love? Well, thank you very much for stopping. It's been lovely to talk to you. Yeah, you too. So thank you for uh, everything that you've been doing in support of my music and understanding, you know, the craft of the songwriting that goes into it. And, uh, you know, it means a lot. It's appreciated. Well, it's my pleasure as a listener. It's always an absolute treat to listen to your music. So thank you. All the best. Well, thanks again, and we'll see you down the road. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening to the Sunburnt Country Music Podcast. For more Australian country music interviews and reviews and other things, go to sunburntcountrymusic.com or to Sunburnt Country Music on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok.